Hey, shalom and peace to you. This is the Arginio. Welcome to my podcast. Right here, I'll be sharing with you the word of God as it comes from the Spirit of God. I trust that your life will be blessed and you'll never be the same again. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, comment, whatever you have to do. But also remember to share it and remember to take in the word of God with all seriousness. Shalom and peace to you. You are blessed. We ask that you bless us by your word. For blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. I pray that Lord that the coming of your word will cause us to be engrafted in you yet more and more as we receive your word undiluted in the name of Jesus we give you praise we give you praise we give you praise we give you praise. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' blessed name. Amen. 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 Alright. So good evening again and welcome to the word inquiry. We've 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 been handling the concept of the Lord's business. And I want us to look at something very important. Because it is easy to be carried away by zeal and yet out of ignorance. The Bible spoke of how the Jews attempted to carve a way for themselves. Having no understanding, having no revelation. That even though they had zeal, their zeal was without understanding. Their zeal was without revelation. Their zeal was out of ignorance. And I'm delighted that we have the opportunity time after time to get into the word of God. That we will not be like those that are carried away by empty zeal. Paul said, my heart desire and my prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, having not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law. For righteousness to everyone that believeth. For everyone that believeth. Paul is saying that they are supposed to appreciate and come to the fact that Christ is a provision for all. That by Christ we come to an end of the law and enter in into righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness is that there are certain rights to be lived out. There are certain rights to be enjoyed. And we must come to that place 
where we fulfill all righteousnesses. And it is impossible until it's done through Christ. So the Bible said, Christ is the end of the law, for he is righteousness unto everyone that believeth on him. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot be sure our path for doing God's business is true and is genuine and is what he wants us to do outside of Christ. Outside of Christ, every other thing will become an activity. And tonight I want to share with you the true vine. So, the business of God is likened unto a vineyard. And we are supposed to be the workers therein, but co-laborers together with Christ. And Jesus made a very, very, very interesting statement. And I believe that if we can understand what Jesus said and appreciate it, it would set us on a pedestal that would be beneficial to us as we try to partake in the business of God. Turn with me into the scriptures as we read John chapter 1 the verse 15 1 through to 8 he said Jesus is the one speaking right here he said I am the true vine he said and my father is the vine dresser so God is the business owner. Jesus is the business. That he will be able to sell Christ. That he will be able to produce Christ. Christ is the planting of God. He is the business of God. What you call ministry is inside Christ. What you call salvation inside Christ. Christ is the business of God. It is the theme of God's message. Jesus said, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me. Then we come in. He said, every branch in me. That does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that he may bear more fruit. Jump into the verse five, then we, so that we appreciate that when he speaks of the branches, we are the one he's speaking about. Then we go back and pick it from the verse two again. He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. God has a business. That business is Christ or centered of Christ. And you are a branch of that business. 
Now, that makes Christ the headquarters. Whatever you do, defined outside Christ is not God's business. That is why it's important that we mature unto the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ. And until we attain to this stature, until we attain to this place, it will be difficult, it will be a problem succeeding as God's business merchants here on earth. Jesus said, I am the true vine. You are not the message. He is the message. You are not the man. He is the man. You are not the anointed. He is the anointed. You are not the anointed. He is the anointed. You are anointed because he is. The Bible said, Without him was not anything made that was made, including you, including the ministry, including the purpose, including the assignment, including the business, including the career, including everything. The Bible said, In him all things hold and consist. In him all things consist and have their being. Christ is the basis of existence. On Sunday I said, the scripture said, all is vanity, but all is vanity only when it is outside Christ. He said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, so we we are expected to bear fruit. Christ is done. Right now, what we see, what the world is to see is not the fruits of Christ per se, but the fruit of the body of Christ. He is the true vine. He is the stem. We are the branches. We are the ones that the fruits will hang on. He said, every branch that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit and oftentimes um, this part is used to scare us that if you are not bearing fruit God is taking you away of his kingdom he's taking you away he's taking you away from where to where Then they scare you the more, he said. Even the one that is bearing fruit, he said he's going to prune. He's going to prune it. How much more you that is in bearing fruit? God is going to cut you away. And then they will add some tongues to it. Let's do, you see, there is contextual meaning and to appreciate contextual meaning of scripture, it is important that you appreciate the pretest of the text you are interpreting. What was said before? What are we talking about? Jesus said, I am the true vine. So he said, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. So we are talking about vine here. We are talking about a vine tree. Then he says, every branch, we are still talking about the vine tree. He said, 
every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So then we have to go to the background because scripture has what is written for us and has what is written to us also. So, this one was written from a contest. A cultural contest. Or a locational background. It has a background of location. People over there had vineyards. And every vine dresser, every vineyard owner, had vineyard dresses or they are the vine dresses now that is to say they are cultivating vine fruits but as they plant the vine tree they must do everything for the vine to bear fruits so he said every branch in me that does not bear fruit so you realize that the concept here is the fruit bearing what we are looking at is the fruit bearing. I'll come there quickly. What we are looking at is the fruit bearing. So, what must the farmer do in order to see fruits on his vine tree? Now, the vine tree was such that it wasn't just standing as a tall tree, but could also creep or could bend down. Now, as they did that, sometimes the vine branches lie on the floor and they are covered in dirt. And because they are covered in dirt, they are unable to bear fruit. Now, when he comes, he takes away that branch. What does it mean that he takes it away? Now, to take away simply means that he picks it from the ground. He picks it from the sand. He picks it from the dirt. Washes it and stalks it. So, the Hebrew word over there also means to lift up. To lift up. God is not cutting you away just because you are not bearing fruit. He wants you to bear fruit. He picks you up and he places you on a place that you bear fruit. So, oftentimes, whatever we are going through is a part of the, the lifting up or the taking away is a part of the pruning. He says that the one that is bearing fruit, he prunes. In other words, he cuts off excess leaves. Excess extra branches that is coming from that branch so that it will focus the nutrients, it will focus everything it is getting on fruits and not on leaves. So there are times that God will take you away, will cause every friend to vanish just because He wants every attention to be on your assignment. There are times he will make you look that, lose that business. There are times he will take you out of that place. There are times you go through certain things and it is a part of the pruning. Taking away unnecessary things so that you can focus on the plan of God for your life. 
And when he takes you away, he's taking you away from death. He's taking you away from confusion. He's taking you away from stains in your garment that is preventing you from bearing fruits. And he does that by cleansing you, washing you so that he places you on a stalk to stand. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that God will do for you anything needed for you to bear fruits in the name of Jesus. Continuing, he said, verse 3, you are clean because of the word I have spoken unto you. So, we get that the taking away was just to pick it from the dead and to clean. The verse 3 makes it more understanding. He said, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So, if it was about cutting you away and all that, and cutting a part of you off, pruning you, as they will say, your problem you are going through, God is pruning you and stuff like that. If you are righteous, God won't prune you. He said, the one that is bearing fruit is the one that he prunes. So, we are talking about a cleansing. A certain cleansing that will make you bear fruits and bear more fruits at that. So the taking away is to cleanse you. The pruning is to cleanse you as well. He said, but you are already clean. You are already prepared. You are already put on that pedestal because of the word I have spoken to you. So the word of God is for taking us away from death. It's for pruning us. So it is not always that what is around us is what God is using to prune us. Sometimes it is the enemy doing his own thing. And it has to be stopped. The ultimate pruning, the ultimate taking away or lifting up or cleansing is by the word. The Bible says that he shall present the church. Then he speaks about the washing of water by the word. God is interested in you bearing fruits. He's a businessman. He's a businessman. He said that he might sanctify and cleanse it. With the washing of water by the word. So the word is for washing. It is for lifting you up so that you bear fruit. It's for taking away unnecessary things, unnecessary stress, unnecessary worry. He said that do not worry for nobody. He said do not take any thought of tomorrow. For nobody by worrying has added a cubit. God wants to prune you. God wants to clean you. And he does so, so that you bear more fruits. God is interested in you bearing more fruits. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That the Lord will cause you to bear more fruits. In the name of Jesus. Today we are just rushing, running through it. And then on Friday we pray with it. Alright. He said, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, so we 
cannot do without the message of Christ. We cannot do without the concentration of Christ. The Bible said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And our faith is a journey. That little children, you have overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. So our faith is for our journey. The Bible said, the just shall not walk by sight. He said, we do not walk by sight, but we walk by faith. So he said, the just shall live by faith. So faith is for our journey. Faith is for our living. Faith is for our day-to-day transaction. And the Bible said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You can't be anointed until you abide in Christ. Stay in in fellowship with Christ. Study of Christ. Learn Christ that you might be like Christ. Christ is learned. We must appreciate what is Christ. Who is Christ? Maybe on Sunday, now that we we are treating God's business, we will also look, since we've brought this up, we will look at what is Christ? Who is Christ? Then from there we can appreciate what is love. Then we look at what the body is so that we appreciate the commission very much. We appreciate the vision. Alright? So that we can better walk in that regard. He said, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Unless you abide in me, you cannot be a better business employee of God until you abide in Christ. Christ is the business of God. Any bank that tries to disassociate itself from Bank of Ghana in Ghana is considered illegal. Verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. And we are talking about fruits. Because actually without Christ you can do something but not to bear fruit. You can eat. You can still live. You can still do your business. So you can actually do something. But when we say you can do nothing, we are talking about the business of God. You cannot be a contributor. You cannot be a partaker. You cannot be a workman in the vineyard of God. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Verse 6 he said, If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. 
this is where you should be scared about. That if you, he said, if you don't abide in me, and it shouldn't be scary for you because to not abide in Christ simply means to detach yourself from Christ. More or less like being an unbeliever. You don't believe in Christ. You don't pray. You don't fellowship. You don't worship. You have actually detached yourself from Christ. Because what causes life to run across is fellowship. So, you have detached yourself from Christ. If you have not detached yourself from Christ and you are not bearing fruit, then you are attached. So, he will just lift you up. But if you are detached, every branch that is off the tree is gathered and bent. It is the common practice as a farmer. He said, if, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. So we abide in him. And his words must abide in us. How do we know Christ is in us when the word is resident in us? How do we know we are learning in Christ? How do we know we are maturing in Christ when we are maturing in the word? He said, and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So yesterday we were praying and I was saying that, um, I was telling those who were praying with, um, that there is a blessing that you cannot receive. You just as the Bible says that no temptation that comes to you is beyond you. In the same way, no blessing comes to you that is beyond you. In Genesis one twenty eight, when God said, "Be fruitful and multiply." It was a blessing they could contain to be fruitful. They could be fruitful and they could multiply. And until God had made male and female, He had not pronounced that blessing. So, every blessing that you need, there are certain desires you need. You must first mature. You must first mature. There is a blessing. There is a grace that you are looking for. There is an anointing you are praying for. It requires that you mature to a certain point. Then you'll be granted that access. I have seen God take me through phases of training one after the other for one ability or the other to be unlocked. They all didn't come up one day. No. took time until you mature. There are certain accesses you cannot be granted. But I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That as you abide in Him, you will mature and you receive your desire. Because the Bible said, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power which worketh in you. So it is the amount of power in you which is directly proportional to your growth rate and level 
that causes things to be done for you. It is the amount of power in you. So God does, you know, oftentimes we just jump in into prayer and we say, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. And we just stop there and we are thinking about God blowing our minds almost all the time. But God doesn't blow your mind beyond the capacity of your mind. What will blow your mind will not blow my mind. It simply means that I have a certain mind capacity different from yours. So, the power in you is what determines what can happen in your life exceedingly and abundantly above what you can think. But whatever you can think, it is according to the power which is at work in you. That is why we all don't yield the same fruits as partakers. We all, we all, we all don't yield the same results as workers in the vineyard of God. But I see you growing. And I see you maturing. In the name of Jesus. The last verse he says that. By this. My father is glorified. That you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Let me read this same scripture. Especially the ending part. In the message Bible. I'm beginning to love the message rendition. I'm almost through. I'll leave you. John 15. Alright. Lapa, 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 lapa. Yakada, Yakadea, Sotala Brandelebelebe, Repetelebre de Bedebe de Bedebe de Bedebe Yadalabada, 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 Rapa Telebendo Shabrada Badabadaba, Ilata Zaduski Baradias, Vevetolobo Shabran Talabadabadaba, Yakadelemon Shada, Yatel Mehendo Sabrandatai, Vavandu Shada, Liekumbo Rodosa, Yadata Talabadabadabadabadabadaba, Yadabadabadabadabadaba, he said I am the real vine and my father is the farmer he cuts off every branch of me that does not bear grapes and every every branch that is grape bearing he prunes back so it will bear even more you are already pruned back by the message I have spoken to you he said live in me make your home in me just as I do in you in the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruits unless you are joined in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the relation, intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. I love this. Separated. You can't separate it. You can't produce a thing. So like I said, it's not about you not being able to do anything. It's because when you are separated, you can't produce anything as a vine branch. He said, anyone who separates from me is dead wood. Like I said, when you are detached from a wood, you, you, you are not part of the wood anymore. You are not living. The life that flows must flow by fellowship. He said, 
they are gathered up and thrown into the bonfire. Verse 7 he said, But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. He said, This is how my father shows who he is. In other words, this is how my father is glorified. When you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples, you are lifting up prayer. That's all I want to share with you today. Once we are praying, while we pray on Friday, I will attempt to get quite deeper than this surface. You want to lift up prayer in the name of Jesus.